What's going on, Misfits? 2018, we made it. We are alive. We're kicking and screaming and ready to resist whatever your tea is this year. I am with you. I am your sister and the struggle of misfitsery. That's not a word, but whatever. Um, I'm here. I'm excited. It's beginning of the new year, new year, new me. I'm not changing who I am because I've decided that I'm perfect. And you are too. If you're a misfit, I appreciate you for listening. But I will say this. I do have some new goals this year. And some of my goals include making this podcast amazing. I appreciate all of you for listening. We've been doing this for over a year now. And I just want to make it bigger and better. And yes, I heard you all. So that means that this podcast will be coming out every week by hook or crook every single week a brand new episode hold me to it hold me accountable this is what we're about holding each other up to the task now if you like this podcast all I ask all I ask is that you rate it go to SoundCloud go to iTunes and just click a couple of stars five stars preferably uber rating let's get it hard and popping um, like it share it comments let me know what you like and what you don't like make sure you follow the people who are on the episodes because listen I didn't do this podcast okay to like for a popularity contest that's not what it's about for me I really enjoy talking to people and picking their brains and having deep rooted conversations that I feel like have helped uh, a couple of you listeners out there so you know yes a lot of my guests are comics and that adds to the funniness of it but we're talking about real life things and I learn every single time I do this episode, which is why I love recording the the show. Um, And I hope that you love it too. So if you are a misfit and you're down for me, Chloe, please share this podcast. I can't say this enough. Share it with one person. Leave a rating. Share it, share it, like it, like it, like it. Okay, that's enough of my, um, my spiel. Now... This week's guest, we are joined by comedian and television writer for BET's The Rundown with Robin Thede, Alex English. Alex English is my neighbor, dear friend. I've known him for many years in comedy. Super funny guy. Um, And he's talking about something that we all deal with, especially at the beginning of the year, which is uh, procrastination. Yes, we did it. We do it. I do it all the time. I mean, yeah, it's a problem and we need to address it because it's taking us down uh, one minute at a time. Um, in addition to talking about his issues with procrastination, we're talking about who your ideal partner is because that's also important at the beginning of the year because who wants to be lonely come next New Year's? Not I, said the cat. And so much more. So if you enjoy this episode, please follow Alex. Please follow me. Please like this podcast. Please leave a comment. Do something to show that you care. So let's do it. You're listening to Social Misfit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Social Misfit with me, your host, Chloe Hilliard. We are joined on my couch by Winnie, of course, you'll hear her snoring, and by the illustrious comedian and TV writer and my neighbor, Alex English. Hi, Chloe. Thank you for that illustrious, <laughs> illustrious introduction. You're welcome. And hi, Winnie. You, I mean, if I wish people could actually see yeah. the way 
she's sitting on your lap. She got the one arm over the thigh. Yeah, she's perched. Yeah, real perched. Like if I even, I'm scared to kind of like even come to. Yeah, oh, okay. There's no, there's no threat. No threat. No, okay. She does not. She does not defend me at all. She'll just smell your hand and mm-hmm. be like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. She's not a, a guard dog at all. Well, she is certainly mean mugging. She is mean no. mugging. Like don't come she's a second chilling. closer. <laughs> so Alex um, lives literally up the block yes. from me, and we've been trying to get this podcast popping but he's been so busy and also i was gone but you were I'm right gonna put i was to say you. you be busy too um <laughs> yeah but you're busy um so yeah so alex is a writer on the rundown with robin feed is it theater theedy theedy okay i've been saying it wrong mm-hmm. a lot of people do that i don't know it's so weird because it's like lead it, it does the way it's spelled, spelled sounds yeah. like feed. yeah it's feedy. Mm-hmm. so how's it been going it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. um this is my first writing job and no one ever told me how hard it was to like write on a TV show. So I'm learning a lot. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've one thing that I um have already taken away from this experience is that from now on, ever since joining a team, from now on, I'm not gonna be as critical of other of other television shows. Oh yeah, as I once was. Oh yeah, because like I used to be, I used to just be somebody to be like, oh that show's garbage. Mm-hmm. After like watching two episodes, mm-hmm. oh I don't really want. I'm not interested. Like real snooty and like dismissive of anything that I yeah. even thought was. But when you are in the heart of it and you see how much effort goes into making a television show, you. You you change your tone real yeah. quick when you <laughs> critique someone else's yep. work. <laughs> how much how much work goes into it, and how yeah. many people have a say? Because mm-hmm. you you as a writer could have an amazing idea, yep. and you and your fellow writers be like, "This is the funniest shit ever." And then somebody comes in and be like, "What about it? We <laughs> how about and it will never see that? the light of day." Yeah. yeah, and then they are, and then quickly, like you think it's happening, and they're like, "Yeah, we're just not we're not doing that. It's yeah. not gonna work out." You be like, "What?" Right, but you know what? I think. Fortunately for us, I don't know. Everybody, I haven't seen too many so far. No, not too many things that we've come up with have not mm-hmm. made it out. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like it's to me, I feel like they're kind of letting us mm-hmm. rock. And, you know, we get those regular, like, you know, yeah, pullbacks and stuff, knows. whatever where they come. But it's a pretty loose environment. And I think I'm pretty lucky because I don't think a lot of people had that same experience when they first join a show or something like that yeah i think um i think also because it is a predominantly black right mm-hmm. predominantly it's a very black staff black, staff <laughs> on black network so yeah. I think there's a lot of things that they just even if they want to have input like the higher-ups they just have to concede and be like well mm-hmm. clearly they must know what they're doing yeah but it, it helps that like everybody like gets along and stuff like mm-hmm. and that we all work really well together like writing is just like something that people always told me like when they would see me online or mm-hmm. whatever like that, when I would like say something crazy online, like even when, before I even got into comedy, people were saying like, you should write on a TV show. I was mm-hmm. like, I never thought, you know, I never thought about it that way. I, I also never knew how you even got to yeah. do that. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. even know that that was like a job people could just get. So, especially coming from where I'm from. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Detroit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no one, when you in Detroit, like you're raised, like, okay, you get a job. That's like at the plant mm-hmm. or a law firm, you become a doctor, or you go get me out the hood and play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. One of those or the NFL. One of those I was doing none of those things. <laughs> so I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know how to do it. It just kinda just kinda, kinda fell came. into it. Yeah. yeah. Well it worked out. It's working out. Yeah. So now you gotta now you now you know how to get there. Now you know how to plan. Now I gotta learn how to keep it. All right, so Alex, mm-hmm. finish your social media post. Yeah, so the social media post it actually applies to like just 
you know, the chat we just had mm-hmm. and like the life, whole life aspect right now, where I am in my life. And did I just lose my the tweet that I was going to say? I, it wasn't that long ago. Here it is. This is what happens. This is this is Russia. Okay. Um, <laughs> I per- Okay. So this is the tweet seen a couple of days ago. I procrastinate so much that my rap name is TBD Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for laughing, Chloe. It only got six likes, but I'm very passionate about this tweet. So if Why you ever you see so it, retweet it for me, fans of Chloe out there. <laughs> Why are you so passionate about it? I am because, so what I've been saying to myself um, lately, so I like, I, I don't talk to myself out loud, but in my head, I know, I think we all do that. Yeah, we for all the most do part. So lately this year, like at least, around the time like when I got started writing on the show um a little bit before that I started like trying to check myself more Mm -hmm. so like when I like have like a bad attitude when I'm like making a wrong decision when I'm like you know when I notice something that I'm doing wrong Mm -hmm. I try to say Alex I try I try to listen to that voice that says stop it the one voice that I don't listen to enough is the one in my head that tells me to stop procrastinating. Yeah. Like, I'm always, always, like, running behind, and it's for no reason. Like, yeah. I could be on time. You know, like, I, case in point, me knowing how long it would take <laughs> for me to get my drink before I got to your house, I would have been here at 11 instead of 11.15. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just, um... like, run around, you know, especially when I have a lot of stuff going on in my head, mm-hmm. and, like, you know ideas and stuff and thoughts about my family thoughts about me thoughts about friends all my stuff that's happening at one time when you get busier the more you do i think the more anxious i get and then i start to try to like take as much time to myself mm. but it's all i feel like it still sounds like an excuse and i'm just like no i'm just a lazy bastard who doesn't get up well, in time. <laughs> no i think it's what, like do you write like to-do list do you like keep a note of what you got to do for that day or what your goals are um I tried that and then I even stopped doing that. Like yeah. I would be like, "Oh, I'm gonna write my list," but then I would just put off writing the list. <laughs> yeah, I um, I tried to though. I did. I I haven't done it recently, but I used to. I had to. I have. I love index cards. So yeah. I take an index card and I would write my whole week out on an index card, and mm-hmm. that way I could just have something really quickly I could look at and then check it off. Yeah. And um, and I did that mostly because when I was on the road doing a lot of colleges, I also just as a backup because I'm paranoid and it does happen. I would also do that because I needed to know where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. So I would write out my week and I would say, okay, Monday I'm at this college in this town and it's going to take four hours to drive to the next town. Then I have that one. Then it's going to take six hours. So I would, I did it so that I, and also wrote down like all the hotels I was saying that just mm-hmm. kissing things to my phone. So I know phone numbers where to get to just as a backup. Mm-hmm. And it helped me for about a good, like three or four years. And then once I started slowing down with, the colleges then it's like okay well i have time and then do i really want to put down on in the card that i'm not doing shit on tuesday and Thursday? okay right uh-huh. then it's just like empty empty mm-hmm. and then you start trying to find out stuff to do but mm-hmm. i'm kind of the opposite is like the busier that i am the more on, on tasks mm-hmm. and on time i am when i like this week i didn't have that many shows so i kind of like stayed in my aunt even last night she was like is everything okay because you kind of in the house and I'm like, yeah, I don't, thanks auntie I, like, I don't have anything to do mm-hmm. and i do have stuff to do I, I have personal stuff to do yeah but like last night instead of me working on like um a project that i'm writing i watched like a whole season of the show on mm-hmm. netflix like six episodes of a show mm-hmm. and they were like an hour so i literally 
spent six hours. You said yesterday. you spent six hours on television, which <laughs> that's fine. Like that's fine. Like it's I, not fine, Alex. It is. I that's why you procrastinate. <laughs> it's not fine if it's not something that you are that, in television and in comedy. You have to appreciate. You have to observe the work that's happening amongst your peers. You know, I, maybe not spending six hours doing it. Yeah, but. well, it was throughout the day. But I will say Because I don't though, watch enough TV. In fact. Yeah. You know, people ask me about shows all the time. And I'm like, oh, I just, I don't know. Which <laughs> is why sometimes you do have to watch just for cultural reference. Yeah, because so people, current. Yeah, people yeah. bring it up. Especially in comedy. People love dropping like References little, oh. and stuff. You know how many Game Game of Thrones jokes people be talking and it just fly right over my head? Yeah, you don't want, you haven't watched Oh, that. God, I wish. It's one. So it's one of the things where... If Game of Thrones were a thing on television back when I was really, really watching TV all the time like that, like I was watching TV like in high school and like a little bit of college, but mm-hmm. I kind of fell off really watching a whole lot of programming like in school, like maybe, yeah, like middle school, high school. I was like, I was the TV kid. Yeah. I was, you had to oh, tell I was, me. I was a TV kid too. Right. You had to tell me to, to stop watching yep. the television. So like. I think now my my ideas about like what's on it's so many shows like mm-hmm. it used to feel like did it is it just me it no, used to feel like it was lot, like ten shows on TV at the time now it's TV. like so many that yeah. somebody telling me have you heard have, have you watched the show Big Dragon on the Hill I'm like when did that come <laughs> out and what platform is so yeah, many platforms there's a show on TV called Great News it's a Tina Fey show on uh-huh. NBC who knew Tina Fey had a show stuff just How comes out it's just on top of each other it's in the second season I never right. even <laughs> right. heard of this show these shows be on like they third yeah I never go. even and heard I'm of like, this show. I didn't even get to the first and one and the only reason why somebody told me that show they was like Chloe you should be waiting for that show because it takes place in like a news a mm-hmm. news a news yeah. room and I was like what show is this no one told me never right. heard <laughs> of it never heard of it before in my life is it still on yeah, it was on, it has Nicole Richie's in it mm. and Tina Fey's in it too. But yeah, I have no, I mean, there's so many shows I don't even. I wish Game of Thrones though was like, I wish Game of Thrones was like a show that I got into. That would have been a show 10 years ago when I was really into watching well, TV that I would have gotten you know into. I could, though. but it's just, I feel like I'd be so, I, it would take me forever to catch up. Listen, the only reason why I had not watched Game of Thrones at all, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and I, watched it and I, this is the best way first of all i'm anti um group thought like if okay. everybody is mm-hmm. into something it will make me not skeptical want i'm yeah. the same way so whenever people go up about something i'm like what's yeah, the problem yeah, like yeah mm-hmm. or i just don't want to like uh-huh. follow i don't like following the trend <laughs> so everybody was telling me about game of thrones for years right my, par- my parents when it first came out i would go home to my parents house on sunday for dinner and when it came on, like they would shut everything down. Like mm-hmm. we'd be in the middle of a con- up. Oh, sh- Game of Thrones is coming on. I'm like, what? Don't you make a sound? Not a sound. Couldn't ask a question. Got to hear a rap pin on yeah. cotton. <laughs> yep. And so it was like my mom, dad, and my brother, and they would just be sitting there glued to the TV. And then I finally just went and I just went on Wikipedia and looked it up, and I was like, oh, this is what you- this is it. So I like I felt like I kind of knew what it was because mm-hmm. I just read the synopsis exactly yeah and then when i was and i read Ellen, everybody's tweets and you read everyone's yeah, tweets about it and stuff feeling. so you kind of get an understanding mm-hmm. kind of of what's going on people yeah. are dramatic online yeah. oh, you know what so i mean dramatic. So it's like you gotta yeah. like fill in the gaps so like the thing is now because i haven't watched it 
I have now adapted the 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 idealisms of those who don't like mm-hmm, it. And mm-hmm, they're like, mm-hmm. well, it's just it's just a bunch of white people oh, yeah. chopping each other's heads off yeah, on yeah. horses. I'm like, well, damn. But That's so it. now I'm online talking about like game like it's uncool to like Game of Thrones when I'm <laughs> on the inside. I'm like, I kind of wish I was in on this, but yeah. No. <laughs> well, I I watched it. Um, yeah. I watched it accidentally. So mm-hmm. when I was in LA, I was staying with a friend of mine, and he started watching it. And then I would just be like, you know, passing through like, oh, what's that on the TV? And the next thing you know, you sitting down in the back. And the next thing you know, like two weeks later, I'm sitting on the couch. And, right. And, but the thing is, I felt that was the best way to, for me to watch it because he was 100% invested. And I could just quickly be like, wait, what happened? Mm-hmm. So because that's hours. That's like hours. Cut, that's like, more than six hours a day. Way <laughs> more. Way more. But yeah, but the procrastination thing. Mm-hmm. No, I feel you. But I think sometimes. I'm bad. My procrastination is really bad with starting my day mm-hmm. because I'll go to bed and I'll be like, I want to be up by 8 a.m. so I could be in the gym by 9. Mm-hmm. And then I want to like be back here or go out and do what I need to do by like 11. Like I want to be, st- I want to be productive by 11 a.m. Yeah. And then that alarm goes off. Oh, that alarm. And then I'll say to myself, you know <laughs> what, girl? You you need to sleep. You really need to sleep. You you got a lot of stuff to do today. You gonna right. be out late tonight. Like you deserve this rest. You really should just go back to sleep. That voice is always so beautiful. And then yeah. the next time I wake up, it's like eleven o'clock. So well, not really eleven. It's more like ten. Like I'm I'm normally up and out up by ten a.m. So uh-huh. this morning I set my alarm for nine, and then nine forty. And then 10 and at 10, I was like rested and woke up. Okay. Like, right. Okay, you just needed go. some more time. Yeah. But, you were awake, but you weren't like, but I need to, you need to get up. I need to get up <laughs> and start my day. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, because it, thro- and then what happens is that at some point in the day, later in the day, when I feel like I'm rushing or I feel like I didn't get everything done, I'm like, mm-hmm. shit, I wasted two hours this morning. I should have, if I had, if I had gotten up at the only time I'll get up and for real get up is when I got to catch a flight. Like, right. And right. That, and that the urgency is, in that, and that's because you paid money for a, a flight. Yeah. So like you'll, you'll wake up if you got a non-refundable ticket yeah. to some place. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and I mean like up. <laughs> your I sensory, mean, your senses will kick in real wake quick. Wake up, up, get dressed and out the door yeah. in 15 minutes. I'm one of those people. Have you ever seen like people who take pictures of their alarm, but their alarm is like 705 alarms. 17 yeah, get up yeah. 720 bitch you about to get fired like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's me like i need multiple alarms it's so funny i have another post that's related uh-huh. to this that i put on facebook it's so weird because i'm so weird that you said this it's like i say um whenever someone asks how are you i usually respond positively but this morning, instead of turning off my alarm, I just threw my phone across the room. What I'm saying is I've been lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so tired. Like, I'm tired all the time. Yeah. But I, that's a thing that I did, actually. I didn't really throw it, like, across the room. I was being dramatic. But, like, I legit picked it. was going off. Mm-hmm. I picked up the phone, and I just, like, let it fall to the floor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't want to be bothered. I'm not doing it today. But yeah. I had to, like, that. doing that kind of, I was, I laid there, and I was like, <sighs> Alex, <laughs> that's, the your voice. Phone. that's the voice. That's the voice. Yeah, I have my, like when I'm doing something that Alex get up. <sighs> okay, <laughs> okay. So when you're doing something wrong, like when you, mm-hmm. so what is, what do you constitute as something doing something wrong that your your judgment is like? You know, you fucking having up. that having that 
extra drink that I don't need to have. <laughs> um, um, going over that guy's house that I probably shouldn't be going over to. <laughs> like those things, you know. And I, I've done a good job at listening to it on those ends. Just not like. Not in the past, but like. <laughs> well, you're getting older. You just celebrated a birthday. I just turned 29. 29. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now you looking at yourself yeah. as being like, I, should, I shouldn't be doing this at 29. Yeah, you got to get it together. Like, I got to like, just like, you know. But what is, what is together? Because I feel mm-hmm. like everybody, not everybody, everybody, yes. When they see that 30 is on the horizon, they, they start implementing these like strict That's exactly what I've been lives. like doing. Like, I'm not, I shouldn't be doing this and. I, so what is your well, idea? Mine haven't been that like lofty or crazy mm-hmm. or anything. Like for me, what adulthood like always looked like through like my mother and like my stepfather, my parents, like a lot of my family is like organization. So like to me, having your stuff together is like having your house, having your home together, like mm-hmm. having um your your documents together, like all mm-hmm. of your your bank stuff and your tax stuff. Like doing. Do you balance your checkbook? I just started. So funny story. I had to write a check for like the first time ever in my <laughs> life to someone. And he had to send it back to me like, oh, you forgot to sign your name at the bottom. It doesn't you don't endorse it in the back. Oh, my God. You signed it to yourself in the back. That's all I ever had to do. Someone, people oh, yeah. Give, give me, me a check. check. <laughs> wow. But I never had to write a check. So I was like, oh. I'm like, is this like, is this what, is this what adult, is, is adultness, is adulthood mm-hmm. creeping up on me? Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. But mm-hmm. so I had to like, and so every time I'm like talking to my mom or talking to like my dad or whatever, or I'm just like, yo, stuff is happening that are, I'm, I have to make adult decisions and like, now. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we've been telling you that click. Like, <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. No, but I like. Yeah, just like listening to my being more intuitive, um, being prepared, like those type of things that I saw growing up from mm-hmm. the adults in my life. Like we I saw my mom struggle, you know, doing yeah, making certain decisions. I was there with her, you know, during those times. But what I did see was her she always wanted and demanded even organization mm-hmm. and, you know, preparedness and just taking care of your business first and then doing whatever what you want to do after and so that's kind of the like i've just been doing whatever i wanted to do a lot Mm -hmm. in my 20s and now i have to like all right alex take care of your business and then continue doing whatever you want to do yeah yeah so i'm lucky in that i've just like been able to like float through (laughs) well also yeah i mean i think a lot of us especially in comedy a lot of us are able to just float through because we don't really have real responsibility yeah i mean outside of outside of our basic room and boy utilities Mm -hmm. like i don't have any children you don't have any children Mm -hmm. like it's like you know when you don't have and see when i see all of like oh we don't have we're not in relationships where where somebody is demand not demanding but requires Mm -hmm. our time and energy and effort Mm mm-hmm and it's like I, yeah, it's all of those things. Like I've never really had like big bills to pay, mm-hmm. a mortgage, and none of that stuff. And I know people that I went to school with and stuff that are like full fledged homes and starting families and dogs and getting yeah. married and all that stuff. And I mean, it's literally the life that I grew up believing that was going to be the path. At you one thought point. that was going to be your life? I didn't think. Well, no, I never wanted it to be. Uh-huh. It's like the thing is, I never wanted it to be, but. I also wasn't sure what it was going to be. So my only thought was, 
well, that seems to be the only mm-hmm. endpoint for anyone in my community that I grew up in. So that's all. So I, you, that's all I ever saw. So in the yeah. back of your mind, you was like, "Well, you just resigned to the fact that I'll probably, I probably get a job, get a job, and just move out of my mama's house mm-hmm. and get my own house in Detroit, live there, work my job, hang out with my friends on the weekend, get drunk on the weekends, and then maybe I'll get married, or maybe I won't. I don't know. Like it's <laughs> like it's that's all I ever saw." You know, growing up, yeah. I never really saw like I have. You know, I you we know you know that story. Yeah. I told that the story that I told about I tell you about my yeah. with my uncle that I think was my very first exposure to oh you can get out of here. Mm-hmm. And even though it was upstate New York when I went to visit him, mm-hmm. like it was still a, a piece of like seeing another part of yeah. the country and like getting. And my mom was always like big on like me seeing other relatives outside, mm-hmm. you know, that were out of town. We had family and down down in the south and everything too. So we we even went to California once when I was sixteen. So like I, when that being exposed to going to these different places and stuff like that, even went to going to Florida once, I was like, oh, there are things outside of Michigan. And my mom used to tell me that all the time. It's like you know. I want there's so much more to, than Detroit. I want you to go yeah. and do whatever. But now she, she makes sure, it all the time. Now she making sure you come home for all exactly. the holidays. Exactly. Like, you know, no, it was so funny. My um, Earlier this year, not back when I was in Thanksgiving, but like back in July when I was in Detroit, my mom was telling me that my stepdad wanted me to come move back home. And you believe that? That's what she said. My, my, mother doesn't, my mother doesn't lie to me. So, but she started explaining to me why because she was like, because we just think you're not going to church. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I mean, they're, he thought they're thinking, right, I'm not going to church. So, so you should pick up your whole entire life and move To become back. a church a church child again. No, I think... I think they just I, they want to make sure that you're you're not keeping my religion and well you're not like yeah yeah being taken over by the by the Hollywood uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. New York that's liberal. true yeah <laughs> but they've have they come and visited you here yet huh have they come and visited oh, they, you here um, so when I first moved here they were I, when I was living in the Bronx they came to visit when Ooh, I was the living Bronx. yeah I, when I first moved here I was in the Bronx. And then I I have like a literal path that I moved here with it was like I lived in the Bronx, then I went down to Washington Heights, then I lived in Harlem for a bit of time, and then I moved here. Uh-huh. So like I just went down. I got better, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> life got as life progressed as I stumbled through figuring out how to live here. Life mm-hmm. got better. Yeah, and bad decisions were made in between, but it it, it happened. But yeah. Yeah, and so they would they would come and visit me a lot. You know, I think the most like when I first moved here, they were coming here like maybe every other like six or seven months. Wow. Yeah, twice a year. Yeah. So like, I um, it was easy for me. So one cool thing about that is that every single time, like in the beginning, my mom and my stepdad used to be like, "All right, before they would go leaving from the visit, they like Alex, do you do you want to come back home? <laughs> they would just ask. They would just be like, "Do you do you want to come?" The doors open if you they wanted to make sure and i will honestly say there was a couple times where i probably should have took my ass home <laughs> no but then you wouldn't be here now no but i mean just like financially like i was struggling and i mean like struggling like wait so what jobs did you have when you first i was here? taking a whole bunch of like craigslist restaurant jobs uh-huh. and like um i was what else did i do um how retail long you, retail how long stuff have you been here Five years, uh-huh. five years in August, and I was doing like retail, um, like 
random odd stuff. It was it was a lot of coffee shops. I, I worked at like three coffee shops. I did I did uh, busboy at a restaurant in Hell's Kitchen. Then I became a waiter at that kitchen. And then that kitchen got shut down because of the sanitation problem. Mm. So, which I knew, I figured it was coming because it was it was, it was, it was Italian and like disgusting. I was like, why? It didn't even they didn't even want, it was one of them grimy like places. Uh. And I was like, why am I working here? I don't know. Uh, like you would look at the people coming here, but like, don't mm-hmm. oh. I used to come, I used to go and get, um, I had this woman that I used to watch her dog. I didn't have to walk it, but I would have to watch it when she would leave her office. And so. <laughs> what do you mean? The dog stayed in the office? The dog stayed in the office. And so it was a puppy. So he was new. He was brand new. And so. This is was, her job. At, she was, she worked in like one of them co-working spaces, like we work or whatever. Uh-huh. So I would come to her office and she would pay me like $50 a day during like for like a two hour period to sit in her office with her dog mm. and the dog was terrible like he just he he defecated all over her floor she said i didn't have to take him out she said i have to walk him but he was like it was it was nuts it was nuts so i very i didn't even have to uh quit she just stopped calling me because <laughs> i guess she figured this this dude this dude i don't know what but I was just like I was literally. It was, that's that's a fine example of just literally what I was willing to do mm-hmm. in order to like make some money. But I um I eventually got so one one there was like the last coffee shop that I had worked at, and I was working there for like two years, two and a half years, and so I was doing that like every day, two and a half years. every day. And this was this was really this was really when I was like doing I was like doing every open mic or whatever, mm-hmm. so I could only my schedule be it because I was like working you know yeah. full time at the at the at the restaurant they uh i couldn't really do stand up as much but yeah. i had to like it was a good source of income because they had increased my pay over time mm-hmm. and i was like you know i was working really hard or whatever i was doing a good job this is a bad italian place it was just fine oh no 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 this is the coffee shop it was okay, another okay. coffee shop that wasn't far from that restaurant because mm-hmm. after the restaurant closed i was like well what am i gonna do yeah. so i looked across the street and there it was <laughs> and i was like okay i'll take it i'll do it and they were like yeah we'll, we'll hire you coffee shops i got those jobs very easily like just because it was like because it's mostly personality mostly anyway. personality and you just back there just like just you it's not it's not rocket science yeah. you know but once you once you do it that's why you get whenever you get a mean barista just know that just be patient with them just because <laughs> having to wake up at like five six o'clock in the morning to come and like open up a store and you know you gotta wipe you still waking up or you gotta turn some music on and wake yourself up in this yeah. coffee turn on machines it's just like just like do you well, do, you know do baristas drink coffee when they get to work so much Ooh. so much and so now oh i feel so i'm so proud of myself actually sidebar i just um i this is like my fourth week with no coffee like wow. no coffee i feel really good i've been drinking water seltzer just to get that snap mm-hmm. to kind of like wake you up or whatever so instead of like i feel really good about that because i was starting to notice that the amount of coffee I was consuming was like, yeah, when I was working as a barista and it's just better for my skin. Like yeah. I just feel better. You know also, I, mean? I cannot stand no, no hour old coffee breath. That Yeah. You know, Ooh. those like that takes a toll on you. And then your sis- what it does to your system and stuff like yeah. that. You start, and, and uh, no, she said anybody that drinks coffee, but no, I never absolutely. drink coffee anyway. And it started like, I feel like I drink less dairy now because mm-hmm. of, and I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with dairy or nothing like that, but I'm just like, conscious now of like yeah. look now i'm on my studies so i gotta watch what i eat oh here you go <laughs> for a whole year yeah we almost 30 i'm gonna be on this thing all year like just i'll oh, take care of yourself because i'm healthy like i'm in good health but you know i could take better care of myself yeah well yeah. don't worry because when you turn 30 your body will let you know that mm-hmm. you got to do a much better job yeah 
But like when I was working at the coffee shop, like I was like, I was actually because you do a lot of lifting of boxes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I was getting, you know, I don't know if you were. You, that's I'm, I knew you were yeah. around that time. So like, I don't know if you saw it. I used to kind of like be a little cut up <laughs> because I was lifting trash boxes and stuff like yeah. that and coffee boxes and stuff. So like, but yeah, that's when I was doing um, the open mics and really like getting trying to get going. And so then I left the coffee shop. I was like, okay, I want to quit this job and seek like a full time job. So then I got this job at this <laughs> at this print shop like on the uh midtown east side mm-hmm. and so craigslist job again i'm terrible but this one allow you to do open mics at night so i yes but here so here's the crazy part about this job okay so this job like i was there for a full year and so they the 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 craigslist post was one of those like you know executive account you know <laughs> personal ass- assistant executive. Yeah. Like, i figured i'm like i'm gonna be at a desk i'm gonna be like answering phones mm-hmm. whatever and so i send a resume to these people they instantly hit me back like yeah we want you to come through and so i very easily just went and you know went to the interview like yeah i took a day off on my job at the coffee shop i got dressed i went to go to the interview i didn't really tell them what the interview was about i was just like i'm looking for another job that's different for mm-hmm. me so i can have more time to mm-hmm. do stand up I, got, I knocked the job. I knocked the job interview out of the park. Now, mind you, I walk into the interview, and the boss's office is in is is one office within a bigger room, mm-hmm. and so it's a glass window, so you can walk in, you can see it, and so you walk in, and then there's a table in the middle of the room with a bunch of telephones and computers up, mm-hmm. and so it's people on the phones and stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, this is, and then it's like executive uh desks like one two three mm-hmm. over here then you got graphic services this is like a this is like a, a i'm not gonna say who they are but the print it's like a print shop so like is this this is the one where the where your boss was an alcoholic creeping yes yes okay so the uh like they make business cards yeah, they, make, yeah, they, yeah. Pull, they print flyers mm-hmm. they they actually print stuff for like the trump Ooh. company and stuff like that that mm-hmm. stuff would pass through there but this was before yeah, yeah. elected so so Stuff, something immediately like I was like, what is this place? But you know, he's. I knew very clearly they they very they're very clear. This is the kind of company that's very clear in saying what they do, mm-hmm. but misleading in the t- type of job you came in there to get. Oh, okay. So what I didn't realize was so what the job was was that you would be an account executive. That was my job, account executive. Mm-hmm. Do you know? At least I realized going into it that it was basically a telemarketing job. <laughs> basically. Like, okay, so here was the flow of it. Like, they would, you would have to pull all of these lists for different clients who might need your printing, printing services. Printing services you know, uh, grommets on your pole, on your yeah. on your flyers for your walls, all that stuff, business cards, you know, booklets. They did all this stuff. And some of these companies that they worked with were, like, you know, yeah. big deals. And so you had, like, one, two, three, four, like, senior mm-hmm. account executives who had, like, big clients. And then so total pyramid scheme like <laughs> they make money off of whatever clients you get got and it so then you know so can you please tell the story about the other brother that got hired oh oh uh uh so remember i replaced another brother because he was so so okay first there was this first dude mm-hmm. there was a black dude that i, had, I was training under and so mm-hmm. that what they do is they give you your script and then you get your phone and then you call and then, you know, you give mm-hmm. you that like, this is this is such and such. And I want to interest you. Do you have or, and all that stuff? And so 
I'm listening to this dude make his calls. And he's just, you know, he's real. Yes, my name is such and such. And like, he's not giving no effort to it. Yeah. And then he would hang up when people would hang up on him. And no, you know, no pitch, nothing. Yeah. And he would turn to me and be like, man, don't worry about this job. It's just easy. You ain't got to do nothing. Do you know, like, two days later, maybe that Friday of the week I got hired, he was fired. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh. I was like, all right, and they weren't going to fire me. Cause yeah. So that's when I learned very early that this is a place where you you, you could be here one week and then the next week you're dead, yeah. they kill you. Like, they their turnover is insane. It's so insane how they just use people to, like, kind of circulate yeah. in and out. It's like the table is like a rotating mm-hmm. clock. It's so weird. But I was working with this Russian dude, and he was, like, very serious about his job, and they loved him. And so you could tell he was, like, very, like, I'm going to be one of the senior executives at this. I'm, I'm going to. Oh, so wow. th- they were trying to sell you this dream that you didn't have to make. There was a, at a point you were going to make so much money and get so much money from these clients on top of like your hourly yeah. wage that you are going to, you could make it, you could get the four seats over here mm. with the senior executives. And so mm. you could, you, and so what I noticed in particular about their hiring process is that very few white people did this job. Wow. Mainly black people, mainly people of color, like yeah, and they and the age range was weird because it was like you could tell they and they came for like recent graduates or like people who didn't have college degrees, mm-hmm. high school, you know, maybe GED or a technical program, or whatever. Yeah. So like these are people who just needed work. None of us wanted this job. Everybody was just like, <laughs> I need a nine to five. Yeah, and so they used they 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 try to like weed out who can make can make them the call so they assigned you to like a senior executive mm-hmm. and like that was the person you went under and so i was under this like white girl from long island same we are the same so age. were all the senior executives white or yes oh yes Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. all of them like literally Mm-mm-mm. everyone with a position of power at that job was white for the uh, most part uh, yeah. so you was working on the plantation literally I, slave. I was a slave <laughs> but here's the thing i lasted i lasted a whole year so like the brother so like the brother that chloe's talking about that I that you're talking about that that <laughs> so it was so funny like he showed up and like he's talking about the one that had like the the, the, the cornrows the cornrows so it's so weird like so much racial stuff would happen in that office sometimes clearly because yes. all the bosses were white and, all and because some, we would sometimes get one or two like white dudes mm-hmm. or a white woman on the team but they would like come and go come and go whatever yeah, but it like, was, I ain't doing, I ain't shit. doing this shit right some of the people were, some people would like literally come in the first day see what it was about and never come back yeah they just wouldn't come back and they were fine with that they're like okay cool next who got we got resumes they we would hire there was someone hired literally if 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 a month went by and we didn't hire nobody the boss would be like it's time to get rid of some folks what so if like you are threatened with your job every single day there it's such a i don't know how i don't know how i lasted a year i know how actually but so <laughs> so you gotta tell how yes yes so he uh the, the brother that there was one brother in particular that came here and came to the job and just instantly i was like oh this is gonna be a problem because <laughs> he had cornrows his outfit wasn't good he was a nice ba- nice baggy button down shirt oh god the, the 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 shirt was white and it had like neck stains like the stains on the oh. neck around it. it was dirt around the collar i was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god but i i was like he needed a job so mm. but he actually had like a really good personality and sold himself to them and they were like okay go ahead but so one other aspect of the job is that you would have to sometimes you started going to the clients to meet with them to mm-hmm. discuss the printing services and then 
the capabilities and then from there you'd make business and go and take it back to your senior so one thing that this boss in particular for this company enjoyed doing which i benefited in twice is that if he thought you didn't have on the right kind of attire this is how much money he has he would give you like 200 dollars and send you out to fifth avenue to go and buy yourself like that was a nice. jacket or some paint a jacket and a suit suit jacket whatever so you could look presentable to go to the client so it's all these weird like he wouldn't he wouldn't ask you for you to pay it back he would just he was a maniac. He's a maniac. He's a whole other story. But, like, I kind of dug him because the way he operated mm-hmm. was just like, and he liked me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, eventually, you know, he did it for me. He did it for that dude. But at some point, it just became, like, the they started to making comments about his hair. And I was like, ah, oh, I can't. This is, like, was it Was it dusty or were they crispy? He clean? wasn't really. They weren't crispy. Like, he wouldn't. He would, like, tie it up. And they weren't, like, long braids. They were, like, he, he would tie them up and come in. They would just be, like. Like oh, that weird stringy. Coolio, it's like, dude, little Coolio. We getting paid like five hundred dollars, you know, a week. Like just not even a week, no, but every other week. Like just go. Wait, you was getting paid every other week five hundred dollars every. So two hundred fifty dollars a week you were getting paid. Yeah, yeah. How did you pay rent? I just didn't go anywhere. <laughs> what was your rent I at saved. the time? Well, see, I, I was. I've always kind of been pretty good at saving money. Like not like like when I was running the coffee shop. If I wasn't going, the only money I was real deal spending was like to pay for an open mic or to go eat. Like I wasn't doing anything, but you know, so mm-hmm. I was always kind of good with keeping some kind of money on me. Yeah. You know, I, I've fortunately have been, it wasn't like, it was like earlier when I started working here, yeah. like it was early when I started living here that I really didn't have anything. But when I didn't have anything and I started getting something, I was like, I don't want to lose this. Yeah, yeah no, that's fair. That's smart. That's yeah. Smart. That's so I try fair. to I, I try to really be conscious about that. I slip, I used to slip up sometimes, but yeah. Like, I mean, you do buy Jordans, so. that And so what I'm doing now, <laughs> what I'm doing now is that I haven't bought a pair since the last pair, uh-huh. which was like two months ago. Uh-huh. So what I'm doing I don't. I don't have a lot of clothes. I think people people might see because like if if a pair of clothes if, if if like a piece of clothing is like nice mm-hmm. that it's like but that's because I only buy like for like the winter I'll get like two hoodies that I'm always gonna wear. Yes. Two pairs of jeans. Nice. I think the only thing that should be expensive if you're gonna buy expensive clothes are your pants. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to keep buying like ten dollar yeah. twenty dollar jeans from h&m that's just gonna fall apart after mm-hmm. you wash them the first time mm-hmm. like go and get like a good pair of jeans that you can always wear keep them clean don't be doing nothing crazy or another or just get you know just get you two a black pair and a blue pair of yeah jeans. and so i just be wearing i be wearing the same clothes all the time but so since i see so the money i say ain't nobody cares all right nobody cares. <laughs> they don't look at men's clothes they look yeah. at their shoes yeah 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 they so shoes so I, I am like a sneaker person but you know i try to like I haven't I haven't dove into like stacking my boxes to the ceiling and stuff like that. I don't oh, do it. Yeah, I don't do none no, of that. That's that's a bit much. I don't do none of that. But yeah, so so copy copy job the job. Wait, so they fired so they wanted to fire him because he oh had they dusty fired him because <laughs> of his dusty corn. Well, also because I just think that you know the our boss was like you know I need he said he said uh, it's not enough to be good. You got to be great. He used to have all these stupid, but this dude, baseless but, but motivational real, speeches. Your boss was cheating on his wife. Ah, yes. And you was helping him. They were him. divorced. I believe they were getting divorced or something. He but had like two he- kids. He was helping him cheat on his wife. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he used to make us like call no, like but- people, like send stuff to like women that weren't his wife and stuff like that. And yeah. Did he, did he flirt with any women in the office? Yes. And yeah. there was even talk of like, like 
like yeah like in the workplace like there was talk of like one of the senior executives sleeping with him and that's how she even got she didn't even make no call she didn't make no sales he just gave her accounts that he had but my thing is like her. so i wanted to like have you checked back to see like what that company oh doing no now. oh no so what they do so it's a whole process with that job like no they, no but i'm saying them, like hmm. i'm saying in the sense of like he's a sleazeball boss like you know oh has anything happened yeah like a the, me the, too the, the company is not big enough for for one for anyone to even find out oh, that's okay. if they did happen it happened or whatever but i feel like the given the environment i know that that place exists in like with people with the people that I, that work there if that is an issue it still probably hasn't been addressed yeah. i can i can believe that because everybody there is so um anyone who's like on a senior level um and even on a, you know because everybody at the table wanted to make money and wanted to like have a good yeah. job but like it's so money driven and like so like anything that will like threaten your job people just talk around the subject yeah. and stuff like that so but I um I always say like I look back at that job and I'm like, man, I don't need um acting classes because I I acted like I gave a damn at that job very very well. <laughs> so did you leave it where you let go? I was fired. <laughs> I was fired, and it was my first time ever being fired from a job. I'd wow. never been fired from a job. So what was funny was that there was a game I was playing because I kind of knew that I was gonna be fired. Mm-hmm. So like he. Does he does this thing sometimes where he he'll announce at the top of the week or at the end of the week for next week? Yeah, I'm gonna be letting a couple people or one person go, like on some Trump shit. Like, yeah, somebody's gonna go, but I don't know. You haven't made my decision yet. And then he'll just do something crazy, like Alex, nice tie, and he'll just walk away. <laughs> he'll be like, what? <laughs> wow! Oh wow! He's, like he's a, he's, he's a, also a dick. Yeah, <laughs> he's a psychopath. Psychopath. So he he do that, and so oh yeah, because when you work in a place and when people are over you, they are over you. You start being left out of shit, like, yep. like office space. Yep. You just start, let me call this meeting. Can 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 Vince and Jennifer and that when it used to be Vince, Jennifer, Alice, can you come in here? Like why I'm being left out? Yeah. I thought I was nope. Susanna, really, oh, I'm, I'm saying names. <laughs> I never really liked the fact that people were like that in, mm-hmm. in corporate world. Mm-hmm. Like they're just super passive. That was my first time aggressive. experiencing it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I had you never know, had a job like that. And they don't tell you. They don't. If they don't like you, mm-hmm. they're not going to tell you before they get to the point of wanting to fire you. Like if they like you, they'll say. Because I've seen places where they will bring a person and be like, "Listen, we really like you a lot, but yeah. you really need to do X, Y, and Z." Mm-hmm. Can you get this up to par? And then, you know, we'll reevaluate in a couple of weeks. That's if they like you. Mm-hmm. If they all over you, they don't say shit. They just give you that, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. little face. Like, oh, I see you over there taking extra sips of water. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> fine. Oh, you're not going to do no work. You over here just standing On your phone. And, yeah. yeah and, I got that. I got that comment. So I got I got that note, that warning a couple of times about being on my phone. Because I was like on Twitter or on Facebook right, laughing at jokes, <laughs> posting <laughs> tweets and shit. Talking about, I hate my job. Like all that shit. So like... <laughs> yeah hate my job job post and stuff i have <laughs> i had people from that job that were trying to add me on facebook Why would and i was like that? oh no why would anybody do that <laughs> no yeah. i never did and they would always try i used to lie and tell them i don't have facebook like when we eat lunch i'd be like i don't have facebook i don't have instagram i'm one of them people that don't do social media and, and she was like, like what's so what are you, you what do you do i'm like i get on my brother's facebook and i'll be lie i just be like i get on my brother's facebook and that's how i get all my information and you know how creepy that sounds it's okay i didn't mind sounding creepy as long as people said on my business it was fine i was so <laughs> fine with that i just that's that's the that's what i gave to that job was like i'm in here to work and do my thing and then so when they fired me i was like already 
aware that I was going to be one of the two that he was talking about letting go. And pretty much everybody knew it. But what was so funny is that even though people, there was a lingering feeling, mm-hmm. um, when I came out of the room, motherfuckers was still, like, shocked. I walked out, and so I made I made it an event when I walked out. Oh, my God. So I was saying bye to literally everyone. I didn't just pack up and go. I was like, bye. Yeah, I applied for the unemployment quick. And I got it. Yeah, I and then I got another unemployment job. <laughs> I remember unemployment days. I remember unemployment days. You used to have to call in every week. I know, right? Yeah. And if you missed that calling and you missed that chat, yeah, <laughs> they, they freeze your shit. And be like, now what would you do yeah. that you could remember to check in for your unemployment? And you'd be like, oh, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the good old days. That little what was it? What was it three something? How much was it? The max? Like three I was getting feet? like I was getting like three. 10, maybe a little less than that, like 290 something, something like that. Isn't that crazy that they think that you could survive off of that each week? They're like, look, go to the store, get some bread, get some jelly and some peanut I butter, never some got, toilet tissue, and sit your ass in the house. <laughs> I never got food stamps. I never got mm-hmm. food stamps. I got it when I was in college, which is like How the fuck do you terrible. get food stamps in college? You in college. <laughs> Back in Michigan. it was only, I had it for like maybe like two months. Yeah, but you, the, you didn't have that, a what I think they restrict. I think they changed changed the rules now. Like ever since, because like in Michigan, back when I was in school, motherfuckers would just be applying for a bridge card, and they would just give it to you, and you would have like you could tell who had a bridge card because literally everybody, if you would go over someone's like apartment off yeah. campus, they had like their fridge stocked full of like lobster and shit like that. How the fuck y'all apply <laughs> for food stamps? <laughs> That, yeah, whoever let that stop. <laughs> Michigan, have Michigan government is used to be awful. Like they used to get away with so much shit. I yeah, I bought like I used to fill my fucking fridge up. This is back when I like had a big because you know Michigan like them off campus apartments used to be like. So you paid I had rent? like two floors. You paid rent and I paid like three hundred dollars. Yeah, you, you had like no a two roommate? bedroom. I had I, I had so I had my last year of college. I had my own. I had a studio mm-hmm. off campus and then um. Cause I worked on campus and I worked at McDonald's and I worked at TJ Maxx. I always had a job. So I'm bragging. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of work. But McDonald's was like the worst experience I've ever had in my life. How long did you work there? Uh, It was my last year. So I think like, like six to nine months. I was also working at TJ Maxx too. But then like a guy died what? that I worked with and then I was like mortified. So I just stopped working. <laughs> Where at TJ Maxx? Yeah. Like it was like off campus. Yeah, I got into a car accident or something like that. But and what that got to do out. with you? What the, how did I freak you out? It freaked me out. And plus I didn't really like the environment. I, I, I used to just leave jobs and never come back. I used to be that person too. Like I used to just walk out like, what are you going to do? Like I'm just going to leave. <laughs> so look at you now. You 29. You got a full-time job. How long are you in this job for? Uh... Like long term or how how long have I been working there now? No, how long is what's it? How many? I mean, oh. hopefully forever, right? But this is oh, how many yeah. seasons does it have? Um, uh, well, we're we're in this. We're still in our first season. Mm-hmm. We just don't hire this now. But um, um, we just we're we're you're gonna be seeing us through like May or April, something like that. We good all the way through. We got a whole season. Okay. I don't know yet about any other. We because they ordered ain't what? been told nothing. <laughs> they ordered how many episodes? Um, the first order was a lot, right? We twenty four whole season, I think. Yeah, we we've done ten. Mm-hmm. Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your procrastination. Yes. Where'd you get the name from? Cause I, they made me think of that because last night I just saw something my friend texted me. It was like your your rap name is young and whatever you just the last thing you bought. Mm-hmm. And I have bought Indian food. So my, my hood trap rap name is Young India. 
Young Indian. <laughs> That's Indian. Uh, okay. I mean, you'd have a lot of think pieces written about you if you were ever that, uh, if you ever made a single off of that name. But. Oh, they would be so upset. <laughs> They'd be like, what does she mean, Indian? She's not Indian. Right. What's she talking about? Yeah, I, I find it interesting when you come up with rap names because I never had one. Did you have one growing up? Like, a rap name? Yeah. No. Do you was, have a nickname? Um, so I have some family members that call me AJ for Alex Jr., but that didn't like pick up with anybody. <laughs> so I just never like told people to call me that. Um, people just call me Alex though. People, I have some friends that call me Al. Um, Al is like a old. I feel like I'll start letting people call me that after thirty or something like that. Like you in the second thirty. Al is like an older. Al is like an older gentleman. But I just feel like Alex nickname. is so short that to shorten it to Al, Alex, is like, you know what I mean? Wild, like what if I started going on stage as Al English? Like that just sounds sounds like a white guy. It sound like yeah. <laughs> it sound like an old a old white, white man. Yeah, I, I'm like I, yeah. My my name actually is Alexander, but. But I'm like, no one but teachers and my mother calls me that. And my mother only calls me that when she's mad at me. Because so. you're the only child, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the pressure. The pre- Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a half-sibling, but like, it's my, to my mother, I'm, my only, mm-hmm. I'm the only child. So it's like, the pressure of, it's always been, the attention focuses on always been on me. I'm the only person that they have to bother. <laughs> but do you think that contributes to your procrastination that's your only child? Like, they come in and try to save the day? Like, in the back of your mind, you're like... Not really. Uh, someone, I have something to fall back on. Not really. I feel like because they because they had structure in the house, so, like, there was no, oh, I'll clean my room when I get to it. It was like, clean your room right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I do need, like, someone in my ear, like, Alex... Do so you mean to get your shit together? So you so when you think of a partner, you mm-hmm. want you want a drill sergeant as a partner. You want somebody that's going to keep you in line. No, because I don't like nobody telling me what to do. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to think about that when you like now when you now that you're older, you're just like, what kind of partner do I want? Mm-hmm. Like what? Who would be the best type of personality for me? I don't know. I've been thinking about that lately too. I feel like, Winnie, what, what are we going to do? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I don't want a drill sergeant. That's for sure. I Have want, you, you haven't had a relationship since you've been in New York. No. I mean, I've dated here and there. But with, nobody's serious. But nobody's serious. None of that. Like, now I'm thinking about, like, who would I move in with? Oh, you want to move in with somebody. Not, not that I want to, but, like, who? Like, I feel like the type of relationship that I would want would 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 also involve you living with somebody. me living with someone. So you're gonna so, so in your mind, but you, you can't stay? learn about you can't learn that from someone just from talking to them for a set for like a couple of days or whatever. That's no, you that's pick true. you pick that up if you can be you can cohabitate with someone. So you know, after a while, in your mind, you're staying where you are right now until you get into a relationship and then move. Like is your actually, next I'm step? actually moving. Oh, you are. I'm moving. I'm gonna get. I'm I'm downsizing roommates. So I got. I'm going from three roommates to just. One one roommate. Oh, where are you moving to? I'm. It's so I'm back to your your uh your home your home home town of Williamsburg. Yeah. Really? Yes. Who are you moving? Somebody I know. Uh, yeah. Do you know Lisa? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Two two. We have it's one part one person, but it's a bigger. It's it's a nice. It's a small. It's actually a smaller place than my place, but I don't have a lot of stuff. Wait. So you moving? So it's you and Lisa Traeger and one other person. So yeah, but you have two roommates now. No, I have three. Oh, so it's four y'all it's, in there? Yes. It's a four bedroom. It's, it's, it's a whole floor. It's one of those 
like you know uh hall railroad style but not really railroad okay. but like because it's a kitchen in the middle of it and like, yeah you know you can get through the back but so there's four bedrooms where you are now yes and now you're going to a three bedroom it, actually i think one of those rooms shouldn't be a bedroom but it's been turned into one so <laughs> probably should so when are you moving um beginning of the year when i get back and so that was i and it's funny because january i moved here um three years ago i've been living over here for three years mm-hmm. so i um it's just time to move like and it's also like i just need a change of scenery i just need like i need a new vibe around and it's just like yeah okay you know i get along with people but, I mean, as long as you have a bedroom with a door on it. Yes, that's all I, and I mean, I'm not paying too much more than I already am paying. So it's in like a different location. Different it's location. Easier to get to yeah, the, easy to get to the city. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. Because I'm in love with living over here. train isn't near? The L train probably. So what so the fuck not, are you going to do when they shut that man. train down? No. They What part, what L train station? Metropolitan, I believe. Nigga, you are trapped. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to have to walk to the, you have to walk to the J train. Yeah, you're right. You're probably right. You're right about that. And I, you I don't. But that that train isn't is is just as no, but no, but, but no, no, no. But at Marcy, because that's the stop I grew up mm-hmm. at. The Marcy, you have the J and the M train, and it's just off of the. It's just off. It's going into the city. It's one stop going. In. It is. One I don't stop. mind that walk. I mean, it's it's just like. But that train's gonna be so crowded. When uh, I mean, how long you gonna live there for? Well, my plan is not to be there that long. Like, so you won't be there until I'm saving. I'm saving more money, and like you know, I want to. Move. Ideally, I would love to be in my own place. It's just about finding something I can afford. So that's like saving more money and just like putting it up. I I, I now have a savings account. I'm so proud of myself. Good. I didn't have one, so I'm like trying to acquire better better habits that were even better than the ones that I've established to get to mm-hmm. this point and expound on that and. So flourish, but, but I'm about to. Sh- I'm investing in stuff. Yeah. I'm, about to, I'm about to throw a little monkey wrench in your. Okay, so, give me the real. So you are you're you're about to pay more money to have a smaller place. A little bit more money. It's not even a. It's not. It's not a hundred extravagantly. More. It's over a hundred dollars more. To about close to. It's not. It's not quite two fifty. But it's a little. So you're paying so, more than so, two. It's a little bit more than two thirty. So <laughs> I'm trying to remember out, my head. So you coming out? So you you're paying more than two hundred dollars mm-hmm. for the place that you have now, which is smaller, mm-hmm. and hope that you're going to still save money. Yes, but you could be saving two hundred and thirty dollars if you True. stay where you are. But I can also take Uber's less, and I can also. So you think you take two hundred? So. You think you take? You think you're not gonna take Ubers because because you live <laughs> in Williamsburg, and at nighttime when the L train is hella slow. I'm 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 figuring. I haven't figured out all of the math. Yeah, you on need this. to figure it out if you move <laughs> next month. You move but next you know month. what? You already can, made the I commitment. I can still feel. You yeah, already I made told the commitment, that. and I'm going to. Get yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm doing it, but mm-hmm. I I I can I trust that this spiritually <laughs> is also gonna be better for me. Well, I think okay, that's fair. Just a reorganization. No, no, no. Like, I, agree I never, with you. I never really got fully settled into my apartment in three years. Like I still had like stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it, it didn't feel like home, and it still hasn't felt like home really. So I was like, you know, I kind of want to. No, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm all for. But I feel what you're saying. Though. But then my thing is that if you know that you are paying more money, mm-hmm. right, for peace of mind, yes. which is I'll never question that. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that you are paying yourself like into. 
your say whatever Definitely. it is like saying set aside x amount each month from each check mm-hmm. for this goal because when i l train so if, if you're not from <laughs> new york city the new york city uh metro system is trash yeah and it's and one train line is just about to be yeah absolutely yeah nothing. and so when we had hurricane sandy several years ago mm-hmm. um it damaged a lot of the underground tunnels that go from new york from manhattan to brooklyn the mm-hmm. borough of manhattan to brooklyn and so now they were like, we're shutting down this one train station. And so this train station has been at the forefront of the gentrification movement. This L train that goes from Union Square, that goes from 14th Street and 8th Avenue in the city all the way to Canarsie. So that L train brought People in Canarsie about to be. Uh, I know. And, and the L train is also very isolated, meaning like that is often the only train for at least a mile or like a half a and mile. It's the train that's like across town, Manhattan. You yep. get from point A yeah. to point B. So that's going to take forever to forever do. Forever to do. So they're shutting <laughs> it down to make these repairs, I believe, at the end of 2018. And it's going to be shut down for at least a year. And all those people that was like, I'm moving to Brooklyn are not going to have a train. And Alex is. I'm a part of that herd now. You're part <laughs> of that herd. You better get you a nice bike. You better start biking around. You know what? I thought about that. I just, biking, it just looks so dangerous. I don't trust anybody on the road. I know, bike but lanes I be helmet. seeing cars disrespect that bike lane so much. I do too. And pedestrians, because I disrespect, I'm one of them people who walk in the bike lane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know. You know, sometimes this is just it's just extra sidewalk. You know? <laughs> well, I hope you have. I hope you enjoy your new place. Um, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna heed your words though. That thank you for that. Yes, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna I do that now still. So I like if I just do it more. Yes, I, I thank you so much. Well, just put it like this: look at the amount of money that you spend on Ubers mm-hmm. and pay yourself that on on top of whatever you know mm-hmm. that you would normally put in your savings. Yes. Um. Have you bought Bitcoin? Are you into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? So here's here's a weird thing. Is like someone someone I was talking to was like this currency isn't like there's no insurance or something behind it or some type some type of thing to to back it. So like people are just like this is not real money. So it's like people aren't like like they it says that they have all of this money, but they really only have like six dollars. Like it's like sixty two thousand dollars, but it's mm-hmm. actually just five dollars like it's what well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to read as much on it as i can i, I kind of don't really understand it fully but like what are they are they exchanging goods and st- are they purchasing goods and when services? they first started so when it first started that's how you you couldn't buy it you had to trade for it okay but now you can buy into, buy into it. it and basically it's it's just like the the money market anywhere else it's like it's as strong as as the belief in it is mm-hmm. so the more people that pop, buy into it the stronger it is it's which stronger. is why it was like seventeen thousand dollars or something like you're over ten thousand dollars a couple couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and so more people are buying into it my friend my my god brother was like you need to get into it you need to like learn how to navigate the crypto market and so i signed up for an account so mm-hmm. basically you have to sign up for an account and that account allows you to trade in and you know buy into it so it's kind of like the stock market but for cryptocurrency and there's other types of currencies as well Uh um and so he was telling me about one that was like below a dollar and now it's like over a dollar to buy into it and for my whole life i've kind of been trying to avoid stock market stuff so now it's like inevitable because not everybody thinks they know everything about bitcoin and cryptocurrency um but i haven't been cleared yet it's taking long as fuck to get cleared to join this 
um, buying and selling site because everybody's signing up for it now. And when you sign up, yeah, when you sign up for it, is it global or is it just in this country? It's global. Yeah, there's different. There, there's several. There are several um online exchange crypto exchange sites. Okay, and they'll tell you where it applies to. But yeah, the one that signed up for it is. It works in New York, I mean, America and the UK and some other places. When you sign up for it, they want all your information. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I mean, for real. Like, social security number. Oh, my God. They want proof of address. Is you it gotta safe, though, Chloe? Like, it does, is it secure? It's secure. Is the government back then? No, it's not. It's not backed by the government. It's independent. Well, of course, why would it? Because it's, it's interfering with yeah. actual American <laughs> currency. Yep. It's, it's an independent oh, wow. um, economic system. But it's, this is legal, though. It is legal, but the reason why they're going so hard about like verifying who you are, because I haven't been verified yet, like I submitted all my information, mm-hmm. um, is because they want to make sure people aren't trying to fraud, like be frauds. There, there are there have been cases of people, fraudulent cases of people like trying to sell trying Bitcoin. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was somebody. I think there, it might have been a fake news story. It was a fake news story about the Times Square Chuck E. Cheese yeah, talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's like this man made over a million dollars selling <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese coins and Bitcoins. And I was like, I was rolling. I was like, please let this story be true. But it's no, not true. I was, I was And yeah, it's I so crazy. Out. I just, when we post stuff like that, I'm like, you could easily look it up. Yeah. Type in mm-hmm. man, Bitcoin, million, Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese. Cheese. Just talk- hurry right, up. Like, they, they didn't see Chuck, just, I think it was a Jordan Temple was like, they don't see Chucky on the coin. <laughs> yeah, right. No, they just that dumb. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, so I think um I think it's one of those things where I'm not hundred percent sold on cryptocurrency, but yeah. I also realize that Can you back out of it if you have second thoughts or whatever? No, you can sell you can sell it. Yeah, oh, I mean you, you buy it. it's like buy and sell. Buy and it's sell. a buy and sell. Got it. Um a part of me is like, eh, I don't know. And the other part of me is like, mm-hmm. we're about to have an economic depression <laughs> in this country. Mm. with this whole tax bill shit yeah. so you might as well sign up for something else something right have and, some, have yeah, some have backup backup. money <laughs> and then I watched like I haven't watched as, as much this season but I like Mr. Robot and it's interesting because when you watch Mr. Robot it is kind of like parallel to what the fuck is going on really here. so that was just a blueprint for Bitcoin well it's a it's a blueprint for like for all of these cryptocurrency cryptocurrency okay. yeah yeah uh-huh. so basically all like in, in Mr. Robot uh, like all the like big financial leaders of the world come together and they're trying to force everybody to use cryptocurrency. Okay. Um, and they are, but then the hackers are trying to break down that system to get people to realize that, you know, we're being duped and, and also, <laughs> and also yeah. erasing debt. So the hackers mm-hmm. are trying to erase everybody. Money is just debt. a construct. <laughs> it is. A construct. It's fake. You know, it's so weird to me. I was in the store the other day and I literally had to ask like, do you accept cash? Because so many people are going people like don't. cashless. So many people Fucking don't. Fucking sweet greens painting in my ass. Oh, for real? Sweet greens doesn't take cash anymore. Only card. Yeah. There are some like coffee shops I've been to like downtown or whatever. They're like, oh no, we only take card. I'm like, well, what if I didn't have a bank account? Like you wouldn't have no coffee. You ain't got no coffee. <laughs> yeah. Cause now you look at, I look at money now. It's like really Really, this is it, this is yeah. nothing. This means nothing. It's just paper. Like it's not I was worth. thinking about how like people. I think John Oliver did a piece on like the penny mm-hmm. and how like the you no know, people. It, it's money. It's it, it adds up to something eventually. Yeah. But it's a, the people we and even quarters and stuff like that. Nobody like change. Like I got mad change over here. Oh I yeah, I got it. my thing. So oh, what's so funny is that is that a Talenti jar? Oh no, it's a decimation jar. Oh yeah, I have to. I use Talenti jars mm-hmm. to when I'm done eating it. I just put it in there. <laughs> um, what um, what's so funny? My when I went home last year, I think is when they told me this. My my dad was like, "Yo, um, you know how you get change? You know, you get like dollar instead of like once you go f- go from change and then start putting like dollar bills and stuff." 
mm-hmm. inside of excuse me inside of like you know and th- put that stuff away too yeah like you know or if we get, so it's like oh so now i have like another tiny jar with like a bunch of dollar bills Singles, and just sitting yeah. there yeah like that red man money box remember that <laughs> yeah <laughs> shout out to red man <laughs> yeah i so you know what else i also do um it's so weird. You know, do you have Venmo? You use I Venmo? do have Venmo. So, I don't use it. I, I use it, but not the way people be using people it. People like, be using it, Because yeah. people be mad public with they shit being yeah, like, posting like, you know. Chicken hat tick for chicken wings, this, <laughs> for that, for uh, love. Uh, like, for, la- for last night, yeah. eyeballs. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, so what happens is, you know, when you, when you like, go back and forth, like sometimes, like, you know, if I'm sending somebody money, you know, whatever, I'll just, done, I'll just press in and I'll think about it. Or, I've had other occasions where, like, you know, if you're out eating with somebody, like, you know, I'll pay and then you can Venmo yeah. me if you don't have the cash or whatever. So, like, I won't even touch. I'll forget that Venmo oh, keeps yeah. that money. You have to press transfer in yeah. order for it to go into your account. It used to be I used to transfer that money into my account quickly. Yeah. But now, like, I just kind of, like, have let it, it build yeah. up. So, yeah. I think one day I was like, um, I was like, hey, can I Venmo you for this thing? And she was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And so... I went into my Venmo and I was like, I need, I need to t- take this from my account. And they were like, No, take. Do you want to take money from your Venmo? And my Venmo had like three hundred dollars in it. Damn. I was like, Oh shit, I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah. Because I like turned notifications off mm-hmm. on it, so whenever like I get all that stuff, I don't even see it until I get on there. I don't yeah. even spend time on Venmo like that. No, I don't so either. It's like I get on there, do my thing, and go. So I'm so I it. I had let it roll over for like such a long period of time that I had completely forgot that there was like money sitting in there. So I was like, Oh, this is like another savings account it is it is you know so there are all these different ways to keep your money in other parts like i probably got like a whole another two thousand dollars just from the jars and stuff like i just yeah i gotta find a place that i i don't know what they have like coinstar like they used to be coinstar yeah it took those down didn't they yeah uh, you used to be able to go to td td bank Bank. but all those things are always broken every time i used to i used to because i used to use them because i belong to that bank Oh yeah, well and it used to be open to the public, but now you, I think you have to be a member. They was like, bank. you need to come and get an account. Motherfuckers rolling <laughs> in change. Right, we know you got money. Come put it in this. Yep. <laughs> come get open yep. up a checking mm-hmm. account. <laughs> so since you keep talking about being almost being thirty, what in your mind? <laughs> in your mind, what is thirty thirty something Alex like? How different is thirty something Alex from twenty nine year old Alex? <sighs> he probably won't be that different. Like <laughs> I, you know, I just I'm like. He'll he, hopefully he'll be better organized, one hundred percent. That's the big goal of mine is to get more organized. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I think he's just gonna. He's just. I mean, this is literally me talking in the third person. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I did think, you see? Oh, she's gonna have it. Yes. So you're rocking like. So, I right really now. am. Yeah, I really am. All That's the okay. way. Embrace it. I, I'm trying. No, you know what? He's just gonna be better. Like he's just gonna be better. I'm, I try. I'm gonna try to get better every year. Twenty nine, twenty eight was a really fun and good and exciting year for me. A lot of cool things happened. I met a lot of, I met new friends, and I, you know, got a lot of, you know, I stayed friends with a lot of people mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm like, I feel like I'm doing everything right so far. Not everything. I still have to stop procrastinating. So. Got it. <laughs> Baby steps. Mm-hmm. Baby steps is why I, uh, procrastination lingers for me because <laughs> I, I take baby steps to do anything. <laughs> okay, so let's end this the way we do every podcast episode. Alex English, what makes you a social misfit? 
Define misfit for it's me. It's whatever you want it to be. Hmm. Social misfit. So when I think about social misfit, I should know. I was an English minor. I should know what this word means. Uh, <laughs> well, misfit is like an offbeat, off color, kind of like a, you know, you know, a comic, basically. Like someone mm-hmm. who's like unordinary. So what makes me a social misfit is, oh, the fact that I can like sneakily adapt in the oddest of environments Mm -hmm. and i think that's because and make light of it and like enjoy it because like when i was growing up i saw i was exposed to really really great nice cool things and eclectic things but i was also exposed to like really bad stuff too Mm -hmm. so i think the fact that i've been able to kind of like exist in all these different points of my life and all of these you know different jobs and relationships and stuff is just because i know how to adapt to a particular situation quickly and a social misfit i can can go and i can oh yeah i like that word yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're a A social misfit can be to me a chameleon in that they can kind of get along in all types of spaces i can navigate i can read a room like i know how to like you know sit Mm -hmm. in the cut chill out you know, yeah. one thing. So as terrible as that job I had at that print company was, mm-hmm. one thing that I did take away. My boss said to me, he was like, "Uh, go if you're ever at a party or if you're walking. You know, if you're if you're amongst people, just sometimes just like take five minutes to not say anything during a conversation and just let them let them talk. Which is kind of diabolical, like you know, because you're mm-hmm. weird, you're not talking, and then just somebody else is just going on and on. But I didn't make it five minutes because five minutes is creepy. But what I have been doing better is like from that advice, as bad as that job was, that was the best advice was to like sit back, relax, mm-hmm. don't get, cause I am, I can get anxious. So it's like conversations with certain people gets me just like, uh, uh, really a little bit, but with you it's different. Well, like people I know and I'm close with yeah, easy, but in certain rooms and situations, I'm just always like, I, my yeah. mind, I'm looking somewhere, like not looking at them, whatever. So it's just like, I think about all that stuff, but now you know like i can like be more mm-hmm. of a of that chameleon and not be so because you know you we see some people you know it's chloe oh, yeah. some, some people be in rooms and they don't know how to like you know they don't know how to act you know what i mean yeah. so it's like <laughs> i think a social misfit is kind of like you know what makes me one is that you know i'm crazy and kooky and fun or whatever but i'm social yeah you know? <laughs> yeah you can't true. be you can't be a social misfit and be pulled back yeah. you know or you can you can that's not true i think it's dep- you can be an introvert depends. and still I'm kind of be a social yeah yeah but you're still social like i don't see you like hiding off into a corner I'm, by yourself but yeah, you stay but you come stay on alex yo. you know whenever you see me out you stay on show, go. yeah and then you look at me like you you always look at me like is that bad and i'm like yeah is that <laughs> wherever we are right now it's, <laughs> at this moment is that bad i have met eyes with you on some like <laughs> yeah like what what is going on I where no where are we <laughs> or like i'll be scrolling on my phone you on your phone just like mm-hmm. look looking up, up and be like, looking up every night again like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know are you is? are like a note taker you're a note taker in your head yeah well because i think for me when it comes to like especially being in com- like people don't understand when you do comedy mm-hmm. no comic wants to be at a show for the entire show unless like you just know the people and these are your friends and you want to see them because otherwise it's like you get you get revved up to perform and then you got to sit there and just wait 
and wait and wait. And, and so you're tired and the crowd is tired. Yeah, too, the t- yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And it's like, I don't mind. <laughs> I mean, if I showed up like five minutes, 10 minutes before I'm supposed to go on stage and I'm last, that's fine. But after a while, you kind of sit there and mm-hmm. then you just get little becomes a little bit of a lull yeah your energy's low yeah, yeah. you gotta I get it you. up again and, <laughs> ooh, i just got tired thinking about it you got flashbacks <laughs> yeah but um thank you so much for coming and doing this podcast thank you Chloe, for having me around the corner um and um and and also like if you want to know more about alex alex um has did a podcast that i used to do um you can check it out on ranting and raving yes. he was on that so you can listen to if you want to like know his like true true life life story <laughs> story from the slums of detroit <laughs> i'm just exaggerating but if you like want, upper slum upper slum. if you want to know more about his pers- personal uh history in life um you can go check that podcast out um called ranting and raving and he's on that and um alex where can everybody find you my website that I'm going to be working on over this little good. vacation I got. It's, it's up, but it's good. not like, you know, it's good. It's, it's still, you can still look at it. Though. It's not, it's not under construction, but, uh, alexenglishcomedy.com. Good. I have all of my dates and contact Woo! information right there. You can come and check me out in the new year. Yes. And, um, yeah, I'm on Facebook and Twitter, Alex English. On Twitter, it's Alex English, but the E in English is a three. Okay. Because all the other ones. Clearly. (laughs) Uh, I'll put all that stuff in the description of the show. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you for coming. Are you working out? You ready to work out? I am about to go to the gym. (laughs) This is a part of my procrastination. Mm -hmm. Um, This is good procrastination. I'm trying to get my life together so I can get back to doing one episode a week of this podcast. Good. You know, the new year. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Please remember to um, like, comment, and share this podcast. Also sign up for my mailing list. The link is in the bottom. Um, Because I'm going to be releasing a bunch of great new things. And I want to make sure that it's getting to people who appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. Take care. Take care.